This podcast is brought to you by BarkBox, a monthly subscription of treats, toys, and crazy dog joy. For a free extra month of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com forward slash sisters when you subscribe to a six or 12 month plan. Thanks, BarkBox. We are the Satellite Sisters. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California this morning. My sister Julie is on the line from Dallas, Texas. Julie, how are you? Happy Mardi Gras, Liz. Lazy oh, yeah, Mardi Gras. <laughs> yes, indeed. It is Fat Tuesday today. I want to wish everyone a very happy Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Now, you spent so many years living in New Orleans. Does that mean right. there's just it's still a party in your house no matter it's, where it's in the world blue, you live? The, the purple, the yellow, the green, it's, it runs it through my veins. Yes. <laughs> so I had a king cake yesterday. I'm trying to get into the spirit. Yep. So, um uh, okay. Happy Mardi Gras, folks. Happy Mardi Gras, Julie. Uh, Leon Dolan, you're in Pasadena, California. Welcome home. You Thank- had some travels last week. You're back. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. And I just I just want to say it's a sad day for the dance world. Um, I don't know if you heard, but our oh. performance of Bruno Mars' 24 Karat Magic has been canceled. We oh. were supposed to appear, our dance troupe, at the Shady Acres retirement home today. And apparently, <laughs> okay, that sounds no. like a TV sitcom joke. <laughs> well, Liz, it's not funny to me or us because our hearts oh. are crushed. Because apparently the residents of Shady Acres have something better to do at 4.30 <laughs> on a Tuesday. Then watch it's Mardi Gras. Maybe they're having a big Mardi Gras party today. I Lance. guess, Julie, but they have crushed the dreams of the oh. middle-aged women doing hip-hop here in Pasadena. But um, <laughs> Sorry. You know, we're troopers, right? The show must go on. And yeah. next yeah. week we start learning our new number. And uh-huh. I, I was excited to get the email that we should bring a towel to uh, <laughs> dance class because it's going to be featured in the new number. And I was like, well, what's the new number? Okay, hold on to your seats. It is... Uh, the disco classic Rose Royce car wash. So we are going to learn. <laughs> with I think you can one. reuse those hip hop hats you have laying in the car wash number, perhaps. I mean, so watch out, Shady Acres, because in the spring, we are going to be able to bring it twice. We're going to be able to do a little Bruno Mars and a little car washing. So that should knock their socks off. That's uh, good. You know. You. The car wash is a little bit more of a sing-along, too. People people know the words to car yeah. wash. It's the car wash, right? <laughs> you can't That's sit true. still. You can't sit still when you hear that song, Liz. <laughs> That's the good news. <laughs> so. All right. Well, we have a big show for you. Obviously, we have to talk about the Oscars. Today's Tuesday. That was Sunday night. We are still reeling. Um, we have the question, who wants to go to the moon? Uh, we need to talk about that. I have a question. I believe one of my sisters is keeping a secret from the others, and I'm going to bring it up today. <laughs> then, um, Julie, you have a lot of travel news. I do have some, I have some good travel news. We're going to play a little quiz game on this podcast. Okay. Uh, whether these, I, I'm going to mention an item, and you two are going to tell me, can you bring it as a carry-on or not? And we'll see. <laughs> See, you're going to be surprised what you can bring on a plane and what you can. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not surprised. After going through TSA in Orlando last week, I'm pretty sure you can bring anything on a plane. I mean, (laughs) they were certainly trying with the lightsabers and the big hats and, you know. Lightsabers are totally fine, Leanne. There you get a green light on lightsabers. They are not a weapon. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um Okay, let's talk a little bit about the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, I, Liz? What do you think? I know that you, you guys are on the West Coast. Watching. You probably stayed up and watched that incredible ending. But many yes. people on the East Coast and Central Time Zone, you know, that, that was way past our bedtimes. Well, then you missed all the fun because that was that was pretty darn dramatic. I was. We had been texting earlier in the night, Julie, and, yes. and the end. And then when it happened, I texted. You, Leanne, or well, I texted both of you. There was a delayed response from Leanne because you were a little bit behind in the live broadcast. Right. Moment, I was right? watching on the DVR. So I heard that bunch of texts come in. I was like, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look because that's going to be who wins best picture. And at this point, that's all we got going for us. So uh, okay. so I didn't turn it over. And then as soon as La La Land was announced, I turned the phone over and responded. And then, then I saw the real best picture. <laughs> it wasn't even over when it was over. 
<laughs> okay, but I just want to ask the question, who do you believe was really the maddest person in America when that happened? Oh. Uh, I, I thought a lot about this, and here's my theory. Mm-hmm. The maddest person in American in America was Martha Ruiz, the colleague of loser Brian Cullinan <laughs> from P- PWC, who gave Warren Beatty the wrong envelope. I just maybe I just naturally affiliate with like the workplace scenario of this. So you're Martha, you're standing on the other side of the stage. You're the only other person in the room, allegedly. Uh-huh. Who knows the correct answer? You hear that Bonnie and Clyde there go all wrong on what that is. You know immediately that Brian Cullinan has just screwed up the biggest, best job you have ever. Like yeah. the one right. you, you're in accounting. She's never getting, she's never going back to the She's office. never going back. No, you're an accountant, see? Julie. Right. How many fun things do you really think Martha Ruiz gets to go to? You know, where she gets to every year they walk down the red carpet. They get interviewed. Brian, loser Brian Cullinan gets told every year how much he looks like Matt Damon. Right. The, I know. So I, know. The, I, I, I do feel I mean, he had a billion people see him make a mistake. I, yeah. I feel a little I mean, I just uh, you know, I just want to uh, throw him some mercy. You know, I, 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 I really feel badly for him. But I, I did see a photograph uh, uh, that was taken on stage right after the whole thing happened. And Brian's giving some very like stink eye look at Martha. I uh, like like maybe well, he was thinking he would blame Martha for what, yeah, what no. went on. And I, that's no. so, well, once again, like uh, Warren blamed uh, Faye, oh, you know, Faye, oh, right. He, he was so he didn't know what to make of it. So just poor Faye. He just, you know, served her up. She yeah. just yeah. looked down and saw La La Land and said it. She didn't know. She didn't have her reading glasses. That could happen yeah. to anyone, Liam. You <laughs> yeah. know, so yeah. that that was right. That no, was... I know. I understand. Yeah. That... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you're Martha, though, and that happens, I'm, they're supposed to immediately find each other and alert the stage manager. But it, so she would have had to run directly across the stage, like <laughs> during the live broadcast, which would have been way better than what happened. Right. Yeah, right. It would have been way better than letting them go on for two and one half minutes. Oof. Like what was going on back there? I have a lot of friends in the live TV business because uh-huh. I came out of the sports business. Oh my goodness. The tweets back and forth with that circle of friends about what would have been going on in the control room and what would have been going on in the truck when they realized that this was wrong. And by the way, Jimmy Kimmel was already sitting in the audience when that happened. I know. Right. That's funny. Yeah. He yes. was going to do his end bit with Matt Damon. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, he, so he had to like hustle back up on the stage. I mean, I just feel, I feel sorry for everyone involved. Yeah. yeah. Except for Brian Cullinan. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> but, well, let's feel it. Cause now everyone in the world knows his name. Yeah. Not for the right uh, reason. You know, uh, I mean, so, well, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm, he made but, a mistake. He did. He got, he got a little ahead of himself there. He, he just shouldn't have sent out that tweet about yeah. Stone. He should have been a little more focused on his job. So I, I know. I He's know. like yeah. the guy that caught the, you know, caught the potential winning home run, the fan that caught oh, yeah. it. And, yeah. Right. I, know. No. I mean, I mean yes, that's. Yeah. You just, uh, although today there are quite a few rumors uh, circling that somehow Leonardo DiCaprio was involved with this. That oh. because you realize he had the envelope, uh, the Emma that said Emma Stone, Emma Stone La La Land, and there is there are rumors that he somehow did the switcheroo backstage <laughs> and handed the Emma Stone La La Land envelope to Warren Beatty, oh. and the reason why Leonardo did this is <laughs> why would he do that? Yeah, he has been mad for years and years and years that he just got his first Oscar. He has turned in so many Oscar worthy performances over the years, and he just you know, and he's still bitter about what's going on. <laughs> so that he is the one that that is really responsible. Oh, okay. No, Emma Stone well, said she was- had her envelope in her hand. That was her yeah. confusion. She's like, my envelope's in my hand. Best actress, Emma Stone. 
the the well, envelope now, that now we know they have the duplicate envelope. Yes, which but, Leonardo picked up the duplicate. Okay, well that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, that it's the internet. Of course, it's ridiculous. Of course, it's not true. I mean, okay, it's just a movie. Well, the, it's just yeah. It has elevated the Oscars to something more than just a sort of. You know, oh, we're all great award show, which you have a love hate with the Oscars anyway, but it was shocking. I did that. That's an embarrassing moment for the Moonlight people, for the La La Land people. That poor director, his face. I mean, and then, you know, really stepped on the Moonlight people's moment. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) that was a chaotic moment. Chaotic moment. Yeah. But it does vindicate Marissa Tomei, of course, if we want to go back to conspiracy theories. What was that because, conspiracy theory? Because you remember there's a long time conspiracy theory that Marissa Tomei really did not win her Oscar. Oh, I didn't that, realize that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that's that been written about a mm-hmm. lot. Because mm-hmm. she was up against like four big time actresses. I think they were all British. I don't even remember, you know, but Jack Palance gave her her award. And from the very moment, because she was in that movie, My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, which she's it, really good in. She's, she's great in yes. that movie. But everyone else was great in their movies. And so there was just shock that how did Marissa Tomei win? And so there was a theory that's been abounding for a long time that Jack Palance just could not produce, could not pronounce any of the names of the foreign <laughs> women who had been uh, nominated. And so he just said Marissa Tomei because he was because he was a crazy old man, which, you know, an okay. element of that this time. And right. uh, so th- so then it, that provoked a discussion about, well, if that was true, what should have happened? And what should have happened is the PWC people are supposed to rush on stage and stop the show, which uh, at least this time they didn't exactly rush on stage. But the fact that it was immediately corrected this year makes the Marissa Tomei conspiracy theorists say, well, like, okay, I guess they would have if Jack Palance had read read the wrong name so many years ago. They would have stopped okay. the show and yes. Wow. So I just yeah, I can't I can't go care that way. You just don't back. care that much? No. No, no. no. It's much. good for Jimmy Kimmel. I didn't he even is, know I was it. like, what room was what what movie was Brie Larson in again? Like I mean <laughs> it's like year to year. I'm like, huh, what did she win for? <laughs> Apparently it was room. <laughs> I didn't room. see it. So. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, it, uh, it, it did make it highly talkable. I thought it was a better than average show anyway. And then this is just, it was nutty. It, it was nutty. I yeah. did feel sorry for the, the actual artists, yes. you know, mm-hmm. from yeah. both films. And there were clearly artists involved in making both of those movies. That's not always true. But I think in this case, it was definitely true. So it's a shame for them and poor... Poor Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> My favorite moment two. was when the producer of La La Land literally ripped that damn envelope out of Warren Beatty's hands and read yeah. it like, I'm not letting you near the Michael, man. Not one more time. <laughs> he when really he did become a producer then. Yeah. He's like, you know, he did. He, he did, did take charge. Yeah. There. yeah. No, that's he was like, I'm taking charge here. Like, we did not win Moonlight One here. Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was an unbelievable moment. <laughs> Yeah, so. please, somebody get Warren Beatty off the stage. <laughs> like, I did not need to hear his explanation in the moment at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was thinking, just let Barry Jenkins get up to the mic now. Right. Get out of the way, Warren. Yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah. But, you know, it's always about them. Anyway, so exciting. I did enjoy the opening. I thought, Julie, I thought your man JT really set oh, a great gosh. stage. He's he's such a commanding performer. He always looks like he's having so much fun. That and was, he can dance, Leanne. He can, he can dance. Move the, he, can move the, he can move the top and the bottom of his body, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yes. I think yeah, he can dance. Independently. Yes. Yes. In, there was a lot of independent movement going on. And hips. Now that he's you got are the hips. Yeah. He's got the hips he working. Uh, yes. And, uh, yeah, I thought all the women looked beautiful. I don't care. I don't want to hear anything bad about anybody. I think they all looked beautiful and starving and beautiful. So, and I thought the men all looked beautiful and, yeah. uh, I thought it was a good show. I actually enjoyed it. I like Sarah Barillas both sides. Now I got a little choked up when she started singing that song for the immemorium. Yeah. Which is not usually, I, I usually don't react like that, but that's, that's a nice song. That's a great song. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, speaking of Sarah Bareilles, just one quick thing here because i like her i like her oh, a lot I love her yeah and uh-huh. so 
I'm going to be in New York in May for a couple of days for something. And I was thinking about what I want to do while I'm there. And then I saw something, uh, something came across my Twitter feed saying, Sarah Bareilles, who wrote the musical Waitress, right. is st- is stepping into the role for six weeks this spring while I'm there, sisters. So I immediately got online and I have tickets to see Sarah Bareilles oh, in oh, Waitress. Oh, Doesn't that, that sound so, fun? That sounds really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. I'm she excited. was on James Corden last night talking about it, talking about how she's taking acting lessons and and that when that was announced, they immediately, within 24 hours, sold $1.5 million worth of tickets. Like, yeah. yeah. So she's nervous but ready to go. So if you if you have James Corden on your okay. DVR, watch yes, it. Yes, I, I DVR James. So I yeah. will watch that uh, this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. And I just thought, oh, you have to act immediately when you see these things. Right. So, it's on the internet. It may or may not be true, but if it's true, I better buy a ticket right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking, speaking of, of award news, Leon, yes. other award ceremonies that were, were less heralded, but even more important. Liz, your- thank you. Thank you so much. Julie, thanks to you. Thanks to all the little people who made my award at PodFusion possible. Uh, I did take home the Podcast Pioneer Award at the I first love it, Leanne. She I love Podcast that. Awards in Orlando this week. I was actually very, very touched to get this award. There is a community of female podcasters out there that we did not start, but we enjoy Jess and Elsie who did start it. And I'll put information about She Podcasts on our on our website uh, if you want to take a look at the work that they do together. But they decided at this podcast festival, PodFest, to hand out awards this year. And they contacted me a couple months ago and said, we'd like to give you the pint. Oh, do you hear that? What's that? <laughs> oh, is that, that, is that our oh, friend that's our, that's our cue. That is our cue, oh, girls. We have a new sponsor. <laughs> we have a new sponsor this week. And it's BarkBox. And Steffi is letting us know it's time for us to do our BarkBox ad. Thank you very much, Steffi. <laughs> All right. Julie, Liz, I love this product. BarkBox. Me, Julie, you got one too. Me too. Me too, Leanne. <laughs> okay. It's a monthly subscription, Liz. You get a box of dog toys and dog treats delivered to your door. These are customizable, theme-oriented dog treats. They're all made in America or Canada. They're good for you. They're natural. The people at BarkBox feed them to their own pets. And then they send toys and they send funny things for the humans to read. And, <laughs> and well, I, that's the point that I love about it, Leanne, is that your bark BarkBox includes things that the dog is going to like, like Hugo's Jumbo Jet and the Stuffle Bag and treats. But it's also got sort of cute little messages. And it includes this one uh, because the theme is about travel. You get a passport on, on the cover. It has a picture of a dog in an airplane. And it says, United States of America. <laughs> okay, come Aww. on. That's cute. That's that is great. Cute. So it's fun for both the pet parent and the pet and the pet. That's and right. I know we have a lot of dog grand grand dogs, right? We have a lot of yeah. grand dogs yeah. in the satellite sisterhood. This is a fun thing. It's a subscription service, so you can subscribe for one, six, or twelve months. So if you use our special URL, you get a free extra month if you subscribe for six or twelve months. And that's barkbox.com forward slash sisters. Barkbox.com forward slash sisters. It's free shipping every month. The boxes ship the 15th. And I, I'm telling you, Satellite Sisterhood, you're going to like the unboxing. I actually videoed uh, Steffi unboxing her box this morning. And I waited. She was so excited when she saw that plane come out of that oh, box. Oh, that, that's, I mean, I, cause you know, I have an older dog. Zorro yeah. is 11 years old and it's hard to get him. Like sometimes he doesn't get quite as excited. He loves this. He <laughs> loves this land. Yeah. These are new, unique toys, unique tr- uh, treats. So it, it really, it's, it's adding a lot of pep to his life. It's BarkBox.com forward slash sisters for a free extra month on your six or 12 month subscription. And you know, what I like about the BarkBox people is they support shelters, rescues, and other nonprofits across the United States that help dogs find their forever homes. And that's something uh, that we can all applaud. Uh, We're kind of uh, forever home people here at Satellite Sisters. And yeah, you're going to enjoy this. Steffi enjoyed hers. She ripped into the bone so fast. She just (laughs) 
went right through the plastic wrap, which is not good. For I had to actually reach into the jaws of my German shepherd and take Ooh, the bone out. Slimy. So I yeah. was like, let me unwrap this before you eat it, dog. But it's pretty adorable to see her chewing on the, uh, the plane and everything. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, so. I, it's fun for both. I mean, I didn't expect to have so much fun, personally. I mean, I knew my dog would have fun, right. but I had fun with BarkBox. I did too, Julie. I know. Oh, it's great. So It does they, sound like the perfect gift. Okay, good to know about BarkBox. You, you can gift it. Someone has a new puppy. You might want to sign them up or a new rescue dog, or they've just adopted a, a three-year-old German Shepherd like I have. Yeah, send them a BarkBox for subscription. They're going to really enjoy that. So thanks, BarkBox, uh, for supporting Satellite Sisters. The URL again for your free extra month of BarkBox is BarkBox.com forward slash sisters when you subscribe to a 6 to 12 month plan. And I'm going to post that of the video of the unboxing by Steffi on our Facebook page. So if you want to see want to see it. It's pretty, pretty darn funny. All right, Steffi, thank you for, uh, thank you for letting us know it was time to do the ad stuff. We appreciate it. All right. So back to PodFest. I, I was able to accept my award. It was a day long seminar of all kinds of brain games and, uh, you know, workshopping your podcast ideas. And I was at a table with three other people and, uh, one of whom was going to positioning his as yet produced podcast as sort of, uh, the CPA meets Garrison Keeler. So good luck with oh. that, John. <laughs> good luck with that. Sort of folksy accountant. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, Brian, Brian Cullinan will be available soon. <laughs> We're looking for a co-host. Okay. I think he's going to need a gig. And he's got that showbiz cred. Another woman who was, had been a longtime cancer researcher was doing a wellness podcast. That looked good. And then the right. other guy at our table, Julie, I thought you'd be interested in this. He said, oh, I do a BDSM podcast. And I'm like, what is that? Because I'm uh, naive. And he said, you know, like Fifty Shades of Grey. I was like, okay. He was at our table. And, and why uh, did you think I would be interested well, in that? Well, no, I just, I think you would have died because we had to sort of like talk about our creative ideas. Oh. We got kind of, I was like, okay, just, I'm, I'm trying not to blush here. Uh, we, there had been a sign at the beginning of the workshopping, like no judgment, no whining. So uh, there you go. Uh, there, all I can say is there's a podcast for everyone out there now. Uh, and then at the end of the day, we were, got our awards. They called people up to the stage and other people got like the hustler award or the in your face award so i was just glad mine said pioneer and not like the old gray mayor she ain't what she used to be award. like it could have been <laughs> good funny title but it was exciting to see all those women out there doing their thing all different kinds of ages and backgrounds just lending their voices to the air so we're we've always been for that and it was really great to be a part of that and I really, really appreciated the award she podcast. And Jess and Elsie, thank you so much for including me in your day. And it was great to be back in Florida, back in Orlando, back in our ABC radio days. Mm-hmm. Our ABC radio was owned by Disney. So we had a couple of fantastic boondoggle trips to the. <laughs> we did. Yes, we did. We did. Like, Radio does not get a lot. You know, we're like the accountants at the Oscars. You know, that's the radio people. Your TV, you get to do a lot of fun stuff. But radio, we didn't get much. But we got a couple of great trips back to the Magic Kingdom when we were – we were producing the show for ABC and we would record the show live there and we'd go to the opening of a new ride or a new park and there would be big uh, parties and bands and I, you know, drinks on main street at the magic kingdom. It was something great, great. And our liaison for ABC radio is still at Disney. He's still in Orlando. So I had a day to spend with him. And then we went to the parks cause that's what two grownups do in Orlando. <laughs> Yes, they do, Leon. There's no shame in that. You do not. You do not need kids to go to the happiest place on earth. Uh-uh. I know that now. I know that now. But I was happy to go back to Animal Kingdom, which is uh, the kingdom with the wild animals. There, real animals at Disney. You don't hear about it a lot, but that is a great park. And we were there ten years ago when it opened, and now all the beautiful landscapings come in and it was kind of a cold drizzly day so the animals were lively and we saw three baby giraffes on the safari and a baby elephant and 
Then we rode that fantastic roller coaster, uh, Everest. Were you there for the Everest thing? Oh Julie? yes. Oh, that was fantastic. Okay. They were building that when we were there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was not there for that. I was there for the yeah. mission to Mars opening. Yeah, mission yeah. Space, but I know yeah. Monica. Monica went to the Everest opening yeah. with you yeah. too. I went to the Everest opening, and that was unbelievable. Yeah, and I had forgot that's a roller coaster. We're technically going up Mount Everest. You know, everything has a story at Disney. And then, oh, a Yeti has ripped the tracks. And I, I had forgotten the part where the roller coaster then goes backwards in the dark at high speed. I was terrified oh, all yeah. over again. It was just, it's great. It's great being middle-aged. You forget everything you did 10 years ago. So I just, boom, <laughs> just went backwards, was screaming. It was really fun. It was like 930 in the morning. Just when I was thinking, I'm going to need another cup of coffee. We did that. And I didn't need another cup of coffee. So, <laughs> and then we're going to go, we go to the Magic Kingdom at night. Uh, so uh, we had dinner all planned at a nice restaurant. Disney has kind of gone like Vegas where they have some very high profile restaurants now there, you know. Uh, and uh, so we were having a lovely dinner awaiting our fast pass to space mountain at 8 PM. And it just started to pour, you know, that Florida rain, like the sky opened up. It was pouring. Oh pouring. yeah. And we looked at each other. We're like, see, this is the good thing about being grownups. We don't have to go now. <laughs> we can just say, do we really need to get soaked going to, uh, going to space mountain? No. So we just extended our dinner. We had a, we had a lovely dinner. We did not actually make it to the magic kingdom, but it was just fantastic to be back in Orlando and, to see old friends and then to collect my award. Thank you very much. That's good, Leanne. You're an inspiration to us all. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Well, I was thinking about that uh, Mission to Mars ride. Mission Space, when, Liz. It's called Mission Space. It? Mission Space. Okay. Yes. Didn't it used to be called Mission to Mars? I think okay. it did. But that's apparently, I said Mission to Mars several times and my Disney contact corrected me. Mission Space. Okay. So, well, now that we have so many more planets, they got to think bigger now. Right? I know that's true. Yeah. That's true. So, uh, but I saw that yesterday, um, SpaceX and Elon Musk announced that they're going to send some tourists to the moon next year. Yeah. Next year. And yeah. you just want to say, God love Elon Musk. He's just he's <laughs> just know. going for it. Aren't you just going around the moon? You don't get to land on the you moon. Don't, no landing. Well, this is this is my no problem, landing. Julie. Like yes. the yeah, they're going to circle the moon and come back. And yeah. apparently, he has two customers who are willing to pay for this, so that's why he's doing it. And he sure. said this would do a long loop around the moon. And you know, I, I'm just thinking like, if I go all the way to the moon, I want to step on the moon. <laughs> you know, like that's the worst part is the going to the moon. Right or the looping around the moon, I'm I'm not sure I would go, bother to go, frankly, if I couldn't get out and get on the moon. Okay, Liz. And, okay, it's getting off the moon and back to Earth. That to yeah, me, I always I know that's the, the hard part. part. Yeah, I, here's what I would right. do though, Julie. I would give them a little bit more time to figure it out and say, okay, instead of going next year, I'll go the year after. But I want to get on the moon. You know, it's it's like those. You're like always rhythm. so demanding. Liz. Yeah, really. Okay, you're never satisfied. Okay, it's a no. trip around the moon. How many people? But it's not enough for you. Okay. It's, well, if I'm going all the way there, I'm going to step onto the moon. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and it just reminds me of all of those home decorating shows on HGTV. You know, a lot of what makes it exciting for TV is that they the the cliche is put a clock on it, like. We have to do everything this weekend. Right, we yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm always sitting at home watching, hey, if you give yourself a third or a fourth day, the result is going to be better. I, you know, I think that the give yourself a little bit more time. There's, is there any reason why you have to renovate your house in two days? No. And that's sort of the way I feel about, you know, they're trying to get to the moon in late 2018. I say, Elon, cut yourself a little slack. Give yourself another year or two so those passengers can actually uh, land on the moon. That, that's all I'm saying. But good luck. God love you, Elon Musk. You're going for it. I appreciate that. You know, Liz, it's interesting. Today there was a little piece uh, in the Wall Street Journal by Sunita Williams. You may remember her. She's an astronaut, NASA astronaut. She has been to the space station. We've had her on Satellite Sisters. Yes. And they were just um, – it was a little piece about what she packs – when she goes into space, you know, because she doesn't get to bring much uh, sort of essentially 
the size of a large shoebox is all uh, each astronaut is allowed to bring in terms of personal items. And you can imagine it's, it's highly vetted by NASA as to what you can bring into space and not bring into space. So this may be something that you want to think about, Liz, now that you have the extra year yeah. about what you're going to pack on your trip okay. around, okay. around to the moon. Okay. And Sunita always brings a little comfort food. She brings some peanut butter, she likes marshmallow fluff. She, she, that's one of the items really? that she puts in. Uh, she says well, it's indestructible. You-, you can say that about marshmallow fluff, right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, most of the other food they eat is out of a packet, you know, yeah. so that there's no like new cooking on the space uh, the yeah. station that doesn't go on. So, you know, you're, the other sort of key element is you need a spoon uh, and you try to hold on to your spoon at all, you know, at, at all costs, because otherwise it makes the eating much more difficult. And, you know, with the zero gravity, you know, your spoon could get misplaced. You could see how yes. that could happen too. Right. She said there is no need to bring a pillow. Like you don't have to bring one of the those neck pillows, Liz, if you're, if you're going to the moon. Okay. Zero gravity, your head and neck will be supported. In fact, the one other thing that you might want to bring are some bungee cords because otherwise sleeping, you end up sort of in a vertical state and that many of the astronauts find that if they bungee cord themselves to a wall, then they can at least uh, simulate what it's like to be asleep in a bed. See, right there, Liz, oh. doesn't that make you want to go, regardless of whether you get to land on the moon? <laughs> I mean, come on. You're sleeping you, in space. Okay. They, You know, every time they show that shot of the Earth from space and astronauts talk about it, I well I up. So there's something yeah. to be gained just because you can't. There's nothing on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But then to, to get the shot from space, Leanne, you only need to be in a low Earth orbit. Oh, That's all I'm saying. Come on. Oh, Liz. Oh, I, come for the on. Guy, people going, I wouldn't go either, but for the people going, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I, I, okay. You know, okay. I, if they, I, you know, fingers crossed. So, yeah. Right. Okay. So start, but you might start thinking, Liz, about, yeah. And okay. so just the size of a large shoebox, that's probably all that Elon is going to let you take when you go on your big trip. So <laughs> other story that I just saw, and this maybe a lot of people are going to be traveling. Lee and you were just traveling, Liz. It sounds like you have a trip in May. Other people travel for spring break. I do not. But did you know that um, the TSA has a um, – they, they answer questions. They do troubleshooting for passengers both on Twitter and Facebook Messenger. And if you go to at Ask TSA, okay, that's Ask with a capital A, a little S, little K, uh, capital T, capital S, capital A, they will answer your questions in real time about – whether you can, what you can, you know, what you, what you can bring on a plane, because that's a lot of people have, there's, they're confused about it. Like Liam, yeah. you said you saw some lightsabers in yeah. Orlando. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would be, if I, you know, I would wonder if you were allowed to bring toy lightsabers on. Well, you can, you can send a tweet to at ask TSA and they're going to tell you right away. Yes. To the lightsabers. There is no problem doing that, but let's say you're like Sunita Williams and you want to bring um, uh, some marshmallow fluff on the plane. What do you think? Is that, can you bring that in your carry on bag? It's a little quiz here. Mm, I would say that's, Almost like having a gel. Yeah. So my not. guess would be three ounces or less. Yeah. No, no. It's considered a liquid. No marshmallow fluff. Okay. No. Uh, in that. How about this? How about a container with live bees? Can you bring that on a plane? I, <laughs> I hope, hope not. not. Yeah. No. That you are wrong. You can bring live bees <laughs> on a plane. If they are in a container, that's you get a big yes from the well, that's TNC. not right. Yep. You get bees. Yeah. Like if you're a scientist, there was a scientist who I was doing an experiment with bees. He wanted to bring his bees on the plane. Yep. That's okay. How about one of those like, you know, masks, like massage masks, like it's very sort of scary. It covers up your yeah. whole face. Are you allowed to bring those on the plane? No, I'm going to, I'm going to guess no. Cause again, nope. there's liquid and gel inside. No, they say they're fine. They're scary, <laughs> but, uh, but you're allowed to do that. Okay. So, okay. See, this is this is one of the fundamental problems. There's just no logic to this system. Okay, uh, Julie, about- I'm actually looking at the Ask TSA site now. This yeah, is a fantastic yeah. feed. Okay, just for example, yes. can I bring uncooked hot dogs on the plane? Serious question. <laughs> uh, 
Like we will be traveling international and want to bring a small metal urn with my father-in-law's ashes. What is allowed? Oh. And then uh, I just found out that TSA considers guac a liquid, so you cannot bring guacamole. <laughs> okay, go ahead. See, okay, this is the best See, Twitter feed ever. Go. Okay. All right. Okay. How about blueberry pie? Yes or no? Can you bring a blueberry pie on marshmallow? A marshmallow fluff was in, was no no go in the uh, you know as a carry on blueberry pie. Yes, mm, I'm saying no. It's, yes, it's an American. It's as American. Why? As okay. <laughs> Liz, I don't know. I don't know, Liz. People so, are going to start hiding things in the filling now. That just seems like more than three ounces of filling, unless it's like a super dry pie. I don't know, Liz. They said it was okay. They got they got thumbs up on that. But a lot of people use this Twitter feed at Ask TSA if. They have been approved for pre-check. You know, let's say they've signed up for being the trusted traveler uh, program and they go to check in and they do not get pre-check. You know, sometimes that's random and yeah. because the, uh, the, the pre-check line is not open or other times they, ju- they say it's just random and you can't go in that pre-check line. You can, you can go to um, at Ask TSA to find out about your status and see if you can change it so you can get in the pre-check line. Oh, okay. This is an unbelievable Twitter feed. Here's a picture of someone bringing a ring of baloney. They just posted the picture and they're like, is this allowed in a carry-on? Okay. Is it not, can I take a keychain with a bullet in my check bag? I mean... Okay, now people are going to start just making stuff up and sending it through on the Twitter feed, right? Good just news. hilarious photos okay. of things. Okay. Raw meat is that. allowed. Raw meat is allowed, and pastry also allowed through airport security. Don't worry, pastry, Liz. Bring your okay. pastry. Okay. Oh, this is hysterical. Okay. Okay, so I, I bring this news to you so that as you you know when you're doing your travel, you can check okay. that out. So you can, uh, you can bring your uncooked hot dogs. That's yeah. good news. And baloney, bring a baloney. Um, so do you have more from the travel? I do, I do have one more from travel, which I, I see. I, I miss travel agents. Can I say that? I, I really, you know, I, I just, I feel now when I'm trying to book online or organize a trip, I have this feeling like I am not getting the best possible deal or that I don't have the best itinerary. I spend hours doing it and I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't like the that creepy guy who does the Trivago ads, you know, Ugh. the guy who does... Yes, and I hate him. Get a belt, buddy. I, I mean, know. What, I, I, get just, a belt. Just, just bothers <laughs> What me. is that? I hate him. What, what is I that? I, I think he literally oh. creeps women out. They somebody should. Somebody should tell Travago. I know. I am never going to that site because of that guy. That he is just he, he, so. So I was very happy to read about the travel agents haven't gone away. In fact, there's a new there's a new innovation in travel, and it's it's here in Austin, Texas, or close close to Dallas, Austin, Texas. DepartureLounge.com. So think of a nice wine bar slash coffee shop where there would be chairs and couches and you know that you can uh, bring your computer or whatever and there would be travel agents in there and so you just sit down and you can have a cup of coffee you can have a glass of wine you can drop in at any time and there would be travel experts to help you plan your trip oh. doesn't that sound, sound kind it's of not, it's not at an airport it's just like a store no, it's, it's, it's a, a storefront front. they are trying to bring back the storefront travel agent but in a with a new concept, yeah. So travel agent slash wine bar slash coffee shop sounds I like good. It. I yeah. think that sounds. I think it's worth. I may drive to Austin just to go to this place. Yeah. Anyway, so I think we should get more of those. That's what I think. Well, we have our own now. Alexa. Oh, we do. So let me remind you, Leon. Did you have one more thing you want to well, say about you, you tell, tell them about our travel agent. Then I'll ask yeah, you so, guys. Okay. So if you you know we have the big Satellite Sisters weekend in Santa Monica, April twenty second, and because we so desperately did not want to be travel agents for all of the Satellite Sisters flying in, yeah. the we have our own Satellite Sisters travel concierge. She's Catherine at the travel store. 
Uh, so Catherine's Travel Concierge, which sounds very like what you're describing, Julie. Yes. This is pretty much Catherine's business is to get special deals and take care of you. And she's been great. She arranged a special deal at a hotel for us here in Santa Monica, the Georgian Hotel, right on Ocean Avenue. If you're coming on vacation to Santa Monica, this is where you want to stay anyway. So she got a great deal there. So if you go to SatelliteSisters.com, you'll see there are several posts about this, but the one that says travel details for Satellite Sisters Weekend in Santa Monica has that information. If you want the special hotel deal, you need to email or call Catherine directly. Email is best. So we have that posted at the website. And then we have the free event at the Santa Monica Public Library, which is at 2 p.m. on April 22nd. And the free event at Esther's Wine Bar immediately following. That's a block from the Santa Monica Public Library. Super cute place that I uh, that I arranged. And I say free. What I mean is you pay for your own drinks. <laughs> it's, so it's, we are, we, what you're going to get from us is a free name tag. You're yeah. going to get the official Satellite Sisters name tags, which I've already ordered. And uh, but then after that, it's a no host bar situation. So you can order your own drinks if you want some snacks, whatever you want. So that's following the the event. And then this is all within walking distance of the official hotel, uh, the Georgian and close to any place you would want to go to dinner with your own satellite sisters afterwards. So like, I think this is really going to be an enjoyable weekend. And we really Catherine's travel concierge made the whole thing possible. So we're very on trend here, Julie. Our very Absolutely. own Satellite Sisters Travel Concierge, Catherine at the Travel Store. She got the sweet deal on the suites at the Georgian. So we look forward to seeing everyone. Uh, all right. Um, anything else on the Santa Monica weekend? Nope. Okay. Uh, I did have one quick travel question. I am finally going for my interview. I have to go back to LAX to interview for the Global Entry Program. Now, I signed up for this 11 months ago. I filled out my application, and it took me 11 months. I took the first available appointment, and it was 11 months later. So I know, Julie and Liz, you've both been through global entry. Anything I shouldn't mention? Like, I'm a little concerned that that trip to Russia we took is going to come up. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like we had to get a visa for that. And then someone put glitter in my hair. So I don't know. Is that, do you think that's going to be problematic for me? Julie, how did you get through this process? I I don't know because at the time I had traveled extensively in the Middle East and I had made the trip to North Korea in addition to living in Russia. So you would think some alarm bells went off. But Leanne, here were the tricky questions for uh, that I found. There are a lot of questions. They asked me a lot of questions about my childhood. Okay. The name of my school, elementary school, the name, you know, just the street I lived on. Yes, yes, that maybe I wasn't who I said I was. So you, as the youngest of eight children, um, where my parents didn't have, our parents didn't have any documentation on you whatsoever, (laughs) and you've got that funny name, right? I think you should really bone up on some of the basics about like where you were born, when you were born, the hospital, some of those things, okay. because that may come up. I hope it doesn't right. come no, up Leanne, that, I just gotta that, one, say... that one time I went to Bermuda as a mother's helper, a babysitter, and we couldn't yeah. find my birth certificate. So I literally just took Monica's birth certificate <laughs> out of the country, and plane ticket, <laughs> Leanne Dolan, birth certificate. And again, she was six years older than me. So I, it's not like... At the time, that was a lot. I know because I tried to use her fake ID many times, and that was not. I was busted <laughs> doing that. People were like, "You're not 25." Okay, you're right. Uh, <laughs> but I hope that. Well, you know, up. it's funny, Leanne. Julie told me her story about her interview at TSA. So when I went for mine, I was terrified. It was at the time I was working for the Oprah Winfrey Network, and I would put in my application. I was driving to LAX, the whole way driving to LAX, I was saying, okay, first grade, Mrs. Roper, second grade, Mr. (laughs) Third grade, Mrs. Palmer, fourth grade, Mr. Aida. I was going through every elementary school teacher I had. Okay, phone number growing up, 203-259-8485. I had it all down. I get there. The guy, you know, you fill out a lot of the information online. So they've already really done all the background check. He looks at my... uh, 
uh, my whole like professional background. He said, huh, the, uh, you work for the Oprah Winfrey Network here in Los Angeles? I thought she lived in Chicago. <laughs> and, and, and I said, I said, no, she actually mainly lives in Montecito now. So the network is here. He said, oh, okay. Okay. You're good. Boom. That was it. That was the only question I got was where does Oprah Winfrey really live? So that is I think funny. just a, I, I'm just, I cannot predict for you what level of questions you're going to get. Okay. Julie, obviously they went in depth. Me, not the least bit. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Psych to drive to LAX for no reason. That's also I think you should bring your podcast pioneer award. Just put that right on the desk, Leanne. Just let them know that you're a pioneer, okay? Pioneer. All right. Well, as long as we're talking about who you really are, um, Leanne Dolan, I have a question for you about whether you may be keeping a secret from Julie and I. So so here's what happened last week. Uh, As you guys know, I was not on the show last week because I was on a mission of mercy, um, helping to care for a member of our family who shall go unnamed because I'm trying to respect the HIPAA laws or whatever they are. A, <laughs> a member of our family who was having a medical procedure and needed just an extra hand um, post-op. So, uh, and then this member of the family was sort of recuperating with me for a little while. Anyway. The night, so he, he had, well, okay, it's a he. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, it's okay that you said that because everyone's going to, oh, my God, are Sheila and Monica okay? Yeah, okay oh, my no. God. So it was, it was none of the sisters. So it was, uh, it was a he. And um, so the first night, you know, like if you've had any operation, the first night in the hospital is, can be really rough. It's uncomfortable. Hospitals are noisy. You know, your pain may or may not be controlled. It can be really bad. So... I went super early the the next morning just to see how how my patient was doing, and it had not been a good night. But he said to me, um, "I saw Leon on TV last night," and I was like, "Really? Huh?" I was like, "What what'd you see?" And I'm thinking, "Well, maybe you know she's down in Orlando. What you know?" He said, um, "She was in a commercial," and <laughs> and I was like. Really? Leon's doing commercials. He said, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a, a commercial for poise. And oh, I'm like, God. wait, Leon is doing commercials <laughs> for bladder leakage products. And we, <laughs> and, and he said, he said, yeah, I saw her on TV last night. I was sort of the middle of the night. There she was in a commercial for poise. And I'm, I'm like dumbfounded at this point. But then he said, yeah. And they even, called her Leon. They used her name. <laughs> so that's when I began to suspect that maybe this was some kind of a, a drug halluc- halluc- hallucination. hallucination. That, <laughs> that's pretty funny, though. That he that's was a very- on. But I said, I said, you know, um, I, 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 I'm not aware of that. Well, and he said, again, it's part of this drug hallucination. Said, well, maybe she's doing it and not telling you. <laughs> and, <laughs> And so I thought, well, that's a very deep question. Could Leanne be doing commercials yeah. for bladder leakage products? Yeah. Julie, would she not tell us if she was doing that? She I might think- go off on her own and do yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can see that. I'm, I'm going to quote uh, our sister Monica here. When we actually were approached several years, a decade ago, uh, yeah. by the Procter & Gamble Company to be uh, the representatives of Poise on the air, uh, it was our sister Monica that said, "I don't really want to become the face of adult diapers." And <laughs> now we we had a job then, so uh, we had the luxury of saying no to things. So I am not doing poise commercials, but I'm not above <laughs> doing poise commercials. Would be my official poise. Okay. If you're listening, call me. Yeah, call no. me. I do yes. it now. I do a poise commercial now. But no, I haven't been secretly um, okay. you know, wearing yes. wearing diapers and doing commercials. I have not not yes. yet. Anyway. There's no no judgment on the product category. No, none at, at all. all. Because like it's a fact of life. So no judgment. It's just interesting that that's what his drug, drug hallucination. That that was that's funny. That's, that's oh, very right. deep. We should have that we should analyze that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. just again anyway, that special hot. URL is barkbox.com forward slash sisters. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. Barkbox.com forward slash sisters. Wow. You have no. trained so well. <laughs> 
he's trained so well every time we need to mention that. Uh, okay, moving on from drug hallucinations to uh, Operation Sea Turtle. I just have two quick updates on Operation Sea Turtle, which you know is my fitness wellness program that I'm fully recommitted to for 2017. The first uh, piece of good news, well, quasi-good news, I mentioned that I got a Fitbit and 10 days later I lost it. And uh, so I had to go out and buy a new one. Well, now I found the old one. It was. Oh, you did? Yes. It was, I had a feeling it was around somewhere and, you know, it syncs with your phone. So I was like walking around my whole apartment trying to get it to sync, thinking, you know, is it in the couch cushions? Is it under my bed? And occasionally it would sync, but then I could not find it. I was like constantly tearing things apart in my living room. Well, it turns out on my little patio outside, you guys know, where I have my trusty little gas grill there that I love. Yeah. I uh use so often. It was under the gas grill. I must have been out there like grilling a piece of chicken and it fell off, which is why it was occasionally sinking. So I was feeling like it was close. So anyway, so now I have a backup. So that's that's good news, I guess. But I had already bought You could just wear both of them. I think that would really be impressive, Liz, uh, particularly in that in that very competitive town of Santa Monica. That might one on, people, one on each wrist. Yeah. Then the other quick update is on the, the the mindfulness part of Operation Sea Turtle because, as I've said, I picked the sea turtle because of the calm of the sea turtle, right? As a as a role model, I, I uh, appreciate the sea turtle. So I've been taking these meditation classes, and I told you guys like I got a little bit of a you know slap down from my my meditation teacher when I fell asleep in one class. So in the next class, she came over and she made me like build up all of my pillows. So I was sitting up, not laying down so I could not fall asleep. So I did, you know, and I thought that was, I don't know, a little much, but okay, she's the teacher. So then I went along with that for a couple of weeks. Then I thought, no, I'm sorry. I really prefer laying down. I don't like, all. I just don't like all these pillows by my back. So last week, I went back to the laying down position. The class is setting up. I mean, there are only six of us in the class. Class is setting up. Everybody's getting comfortable. She looks over at me, uh, my passive-aggressive meditation teacher, (laughs) (laughs) which seems to defeat the whole point, frankly. Right. She she looks over at me, and she's like, oh, oh, Liz, you're going to sit up again today? And I said, yes, Ivy, I am. And... uh, this, this is, <laughs> all right. I that guess. she has no idea who she, she has yeah. taken on as an adversary. I, well, I, I feel think like she Ellen might Heidi. be worthy. I think she might be worthy because here's what she said to me, which I just want to try this out on you guys and see if you think this is really the spirit of the sea turtle. So I said, uh, I said, yes, Abby, I'm, I'm going to uh, lay down this time. It's just more, uh, it's more relaxing for me. And she said. Oh, okay, because, and then she turned to the whole class, gestured widely. She said, because when one person slips away from us in the class, it takes everyone with them. Oh, that okay. is, that's a heavy, she is, that's a heavy burden. It's a, bur- yeah, it's a burden. Okay, besides being an obvious lie, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, really, I was like, well, I, somebody else said, well, if, you know, if you're snoring, yes, we would hear you sleep. But otherwise, I'd, I don't care. I'm like, OK, we don't all need to discuss whether I fall asleep or not. But anyway, I just thought, don't you think that was a little bit aggressive on her part? Yes, I think yeah. that's terrible that she signaled, sing, singled you out yes. and then, then put, you know, put that big guilt trip on yes. you. Yes. That you were going to like ruin everyone else's life. Five other yes. people that they're. Their, you know, karma was going to be destroyed by whether you're in an upright position or lying on the floor. I mean, come on. Yes. So mm, let's just say I'm having mixed results at meditation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, Liz, I want you to know I met at PodFest. I met Shell Hamilton, who does the podcast Meditation Minis. She does like 10-minute guided meditation podcast. I'm going to send you a link to that podcast. I think maybe you'd just be better 
doing that, doing that, or going to, a bar, going to a bar and having a shot because I don't really, <laughs> no. this class does not seem no, to be. It does. The group yeah. doesn't sound good. It makes yeah. me, I, I would want to punch her, Liz, for, yeah. you know, and I don't yeah. think that's the spirit. That, that should she's not, going. that is not the spirit of the sea turtle. No, yeah, exactly. not at all. Right. Well, maybe it's like, like yoga that you have to kind of find the teacher that speaks to you. You know, it's yeah. not all teachers are the true. same. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. maybe, you know, sometimes in yoga, teachers say words like, oh, delicious or juicy. I'm like, I'm out. I just, I don't want, <laughs> I don't, this is not a delicious pose to me. But no, I'm out. You know, okay. I want to hear that. Okay. Well, so, yeah. so maybe it is, maybe just a podcast or like in my living room yeah. or, or out on my little porch next to my, my gas grill. Yeah. Someplace. Yeah. It's, you know, called, anyway, it's a okay. podcast for busy people who want to meditate, but just aren't sure they have the time. I mean, that's <laughs> sounds like that's you. <laughs> I, I think that group dynamic is not good. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Okay. All right. All right. Good. I'm glad I read. So I'm, you guys generally had the same reaction yeah. I did. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the class for me, but otherwise Operation Sea Turtle going swimming well, I saw this article in O Magazine, and I thought of you. It's it's entitled "Keep Calm and Shine On," and it's for Type A pluses who need to diffuse a high pressure situation. Now, you wouldn't think that would be your meditation class, but Liz, there was it said like before you run a race, you're supposed to meditate. Like for instance, so in case you're signing up for any uh, athletic pursuits, Liz, you're supposed to practice meditation before because that uh, even a tiny a tiny amount can help you become more adept at focusing your attention on what you want and what you don't want, according to experts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's one before, uh, before a bowling tournament or whatever athletic, you know, competition you're about to, uh, encounter. I thought this was good advice. Uh, experts say you should lower the bar. Okay. (laughs) So Mm. you should be asking yourself as you enter the competition, not like I need to get a strike to win. You should be asking yourself, what's the least amount of things I can do to get through this next frame of bowling? Which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Set very short-term goals. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, thinking. Not that you're going to win the match or win the game, but just maybe one point. Yeah. Avoid mess-ups is more important. Avoiding totally screwing up is more important important than hitting a home run. So that's an Uh interesting thought. But then this, I thought... um, you know, was kind of interesting. If you're about to, again, go into like a job interview or a sport or anything that's a high pressure, it says sing or recite poetry to yourself from obsessively focusing on and potentially screwing up movements you know by heart. So, you know, again, say you're going to be competing in the Olympics and the figure skating final. So Uh instead of going through, you know, the whole routine in your head, you should be reciting poetry or singing a Sarah Borella song to yourself. But... Oh, okay. That's interesting. I understand that, but there you go. So, and then before a job interview. So does Dora take you out of the moment a little bit? Yeah. Okay. It it helps. Yeah. It helps you. You're moving a little bit. You're thinking. Your brain's going. And then you just do what you need to do. You throw the pitch. Mm -hmm. You shoot the basket. Whatever. That seems to be really counterintuitive to every professional athlete you've ever seen. Right. But. um, Right. Because you you see the skaters and the gymnasts sort of going through their routines, just standing on the floor or the free throw shooter doing the movement. Yeah. Yeah. So no, instead they should be reciting poetry. And then finally, before job interview or an important meeting, jot down (laughs) three points you want to get across. So that helps center you and focus you three things you absolutely need to say. And then if you panic, you have a cheat sheet like in your lap during the meeting. And that, that seems, that yeah, seems that makes good sense. advice yeah. for you for the global entry interview, Liam. It's good. Three things you want to get across. I'm going to meditate. Real name. Yes. I'm sing a song. And then I'm going to get three things across. Uh, <laughs> that was not me that went to Bermuda in 1982. No, I don't know what you're talking about. That false flag operation. <laughs> That was during the Falklands War, I believe. I don't know what you're talking yes. about. And you know nothing about Russia. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I don't, I haven't talked to Russia in 10 years. Uh, <laughs> that is not me standing in Red Square at SatelliteSisters.com. That's not me. <laughs> 
Well, I have a, hey, sisters, I have a little segment that we do from time to time at Satellite Sisters to finish up here today, and that is magazine reading for you. I mean, you don't need to go out. It's a service that we provide at Satellite Sisters where you don't actually have to go out and read a magazine. We do it for you. Mm-hmm. And I picked up uh, the Magnolia Journal. Uh, have you seen this? This is Chip and Joanna Gaines, who you know I love. They are the co-hosts yeah. of Fixer Upper. They have a new magazine called the Magnolia Journal. This is issue two. Simplicity is the theme. It costs seven dollars and ninety nine cents. So I, uh, you know, oh, my that's not, an expensive well, magazine. That is an expensive magazine, but it feels good, Liz. It 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 seems to be some kind of cross between real simple magazine and Martha Stewart Living. I would say that's sort of the spirit of it. But the magazine feels kind of rustic. It's not a high glossy uh, magazine like in style. It actually, actually the paper they use is sort of a little rough, like shiplap, you know, which she uses <laughs> all the time. So, and I, I went through it and I think there were some things that worked really well in this magazine. Um, I like they had uh, a very cute article about, how, you know, seven uses for cake stands. I mean, Joanna's always using cake stands, but I didn't realize that you could put your appetizers on it or you could display your jewelry. So that's something. There was a giant article about spring pl- cleaning, and I planned to read it. I didn't actually read it because I don't really want to do the spring cleaning, but it looks very detailed. Like if you had a lot of time and you were a little obsessive about uh, spring cleaning, this would be a good article for you. One article I really liked was, you know, thinking about things that you can do with your girlfriends. And Joanna got together with her girlfriends and they had a floral workshop. They bought, you know, eight tons of flowers. They all brought their own vases and they and they did flower arranging together. I mean, which I know, which I know people have do have done that in the past, but I don't know that anyone does that again. And she had a big, long list of other things that women can do together, like quilting or crafting. But I thought the flower arranging, Leon, I could see you and your friends getting together and doing that. That would I be do good. have a friend that does that occasionally, like we'll invite people over because she does a lot of topiaries. So you sort of make yes. your own topiary. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. It's, yeah. I think that's good. So, um, so it, and it has some, it has everything you need to know about subway tiles. So it had a, a serious oh, article yeah. about subway tiles, which she uses <laughs> all the time, but it had a lot of details. So I learned something about that and I thought that was good. The things that I didn't think worked there was an article by Chip, you know, and that's he's the goofy husband who mm-hmm. is really funny on TV. And none of that humor comes across uh, in in the written form. So wow. he had an article about life on the farm or his favorite things. And that looked kind of dumb to me. But um, and then there was another article about decorating with old books. This is another one of her decorating tips that I don't really like because it's she it's just old books. You don't actually read these books, but yeah, they're yeah. books as props. And I think books are your friends and you should have books around you that you actually like to either look at the pictures or to read. So mm-hmm. uh so that didn't work for me. And then a big article on smoothies and I'm just categorically <laughs> against smoothies. I don't I don't they are to, to me deeply disappointing as a food group because they, you know, it's they. I know they're good for you uh, and all of that, but they just they never fill me up. And I have a, a smoothie, and then I want to eat a whole meal. So uh, I agree. So, yeah, I'm with and you. And they're and they're kale based usually. Yes, yeah, there's, a, there's a, not that. all of them were, but they're beautiful pictures, smoothie uh, pictures in there. Um, but and smoothie recipes. Uh, so so that was good. But uh, again, I just I, I just don't like smoothies. I, I really don't. <laughs> So I would give this magazine, like, I'm not going to get a subscription to this, but I think if you were taking an airplane ride, this would be an enjoyable magazine to read. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You might even just be able to get the best out of it standing in a grocery store line, you know, like, well, no, not real. No, because I mean, it's kind of thick. It's a nice sort of thick journal. It's not, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a okay. little more meaty than uh, than some, but uh, oh, and they did have an article on room to breathe on meditation, Liz. So maybe you should pick it up, okay? <laughs> okay. Maybe you could just read meditation articles, Liz, and that would. Come <laughs> to me. Okay. Hey, before we finish up, we do have a dilemma where I feel like we owe a satellite sisters an answer to a question that she posted in the Facebook group. And this is a question from Julia. 
Here's what she wrote. I'm struggling with a tough decision. My eldest son is getting married on April 22nd. I can't decide if I'll go to the wedding or the Satellite Sisters event. So many of you have weighed in with hilarious advice for Julia. I just thought, sisters, if you had any advice for Julia, you know, clearly the her daughter-in-law-to-be should have checked with us first. There's nothing we can do about that, but, you know, the date. But uh, any advice for Julia? Any Anything you would want to tell Julia about how to make this tough decision? Well, first of all, we're t- I'm touched that, that we're in the same category <laughs> as her son. I really am. <laughs> that we're part of your family, Julia. Thank you so much. But you have an important role as MOG, mother of the groom. You got to go. Okay. Yeah. There's no two ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have, to, you have to be there. You have a big role. It's very important. Mm-hmm. I second that. Julie's absolutely right. And who knows, by then we might actually figure out how to use Facebook Live, or someone might. Yes. <laughs> so. so Someone might. So, so, Julia, we will toast you at Esther's Wine Bar. Uh, and if all goes well, now that we have our own travel concierge, Catherine, at the travel store, maybe next year we'll do this again. As long as you're not committed to showing up April 22nd with them every year, like first, second, third anniversaries. <laughs> Just go to the wedding and then get out from under that whole operation if you can. So you're flexible for next year. Uh, but thank you for posting there. Remember, everyone can join our Facebook group. Um, you uh, can like our Facebook page. That's where we just post news about us. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Sat Sisters. Uh, and notes from every show and an audio archive of every show, you can always find at SatelliteSisters.com. So, uh, so there you have it. Okay. You guys got anything interesting going on later this week? Well, not that my dance performance has been canceled, Liz. <laughs> Try to get over that. Liz, and Liz, you got to find some new place to meditate. Yeah, I know. That's key. <laughs> do I at least get to go fire my meditation teacher? I don't think you even get to do that. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, this was fun. Thanks, you guys. We are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs>